Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. I dislike my co-workers today. Welcome <laughs> on back. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us part of your day. We're going to talk to Ty Schalter coming up here momentarily from 538.com. He covers the NFL. We'll uh, we'll talk to him about uh, championship weekend and, and the like. You know, so I'm not good at technology, okay? all right? I'm not. You're I'm frustrated not, right now. I am very frustrated. I'm having password issues, and as I'm going through all of this during the break, I've got Austin and Lloyd just laughing and, and ridiculing me in the other room, and I just, it 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 angers me. Do you want to share with uh, our listeners no. what your frustration <laughs> no, is? No. Why not? Because they'd probably mock you, too? Because <laughs> you're not 68? You also grew up where there was computers and cell phones? I really didn't. Yes, you did. I, I really did. You're six yeah, years yeah, older than me. But than here's it. the problem. Everything you try doesn't work. It's, thank you, Gordon. Exactly. Exactly. It's, Is it, he doing something wrong? He didn't know Control-Alt-Delete. I did. I didn't what, know that what, that would that? help with what's, my particular problem. I've heard of <laughs> Control-Alt-Delete before, Wait, wait. What's Austin. that? What's that? Yeah, well, that's it. Here we are. I love you. Well, I'm not real wild about you at the moment. Okay. <laughs> Just because he's laughing at you? Yes. I'm, I'm very frustrated. And la- it's more we're more laughing because your reactions are so crankshaft comedically old. But but he's trying to. You know that comic strip, Crankshaft? The no. old, old bus driver that just yells at all the kids? I just You're w- him. I just witnessed the whole thing. And you were you were being told to do certain things, and you were doing them, and they weren't working. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you. Uh, a true friend. You're even and, wearing the same clothes as Gordon. And great coworker. <laughs> <laughs> we do look kind of similar today, don't we? What do they say? Something boomer? Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Which I am not. You are not. Well, but you're acting like one. I'm proudly a millennial, actually. You're not a millennial. I am a millennial. You look, were born in 80? I was 1981. Oh, yeah. See, we are the same age almost. <laughs> How do I know this and you don't? Wait, you're as old as he is? No, I was not. 85. Oh. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. Did, did the Salt did, Lake did, School yeah, but, Districts yeah, not second. have computers? Wait, wait a second. No, I did there's, not com- there's nothing that he's doing that uh, that wouldn't frustrate you, too. Because if you were trying to do the same thing. Who did he ask for advice on what to do? I, well, I know. But, Me. And who told him what to do? Yeah, but Me. It, it didn't work. But uh, the, the stuff I told him to do worked. I didn't, in all honesty, uh, like, I did not have access to a computer throughout K-12. Did you, uh, like, in high school, did you have access to computers? Yeah. We really didn't. There was like, what? W- there was like one clunker. You didn't in the- have a, a required computer lab class every year. 
Uh, we did just one year, but it was like typing. It wasn't. It wasn't typing. Yeah, it was. It for all those uh, uh, aspiring stenographers. It wasn't anything about being com- computer savvy. It was how many words could you type a minute? This is not computer savvy. <laughs> this is akin to returning it off and on. Ah, anyway, I shouldn't laugh. I'm sorry. Hmm. But man, it's funny. I'm going to talk to Ty Shalter coming yeah. up here momentarily. I bet he can work a computer. Looking really forward to moving on, to be honest. <laughs> Let's do it. The, do you have a flip phone? Looking forward to talking a little <laughs> NFL. You know, I do feel bad about that because I, I recently got a new phone, and I, 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 there's no way I'm using it to its full capability. Like, not a chance. So, will you uh, indulge me here? I mean, it used to be that the, all the boomers were making fun of the younger folks. Now the younger folks are making fun of the boomers? Wait, what were the boomers making fun of the younger folks for? Oh, you know, all the talk that millennials don't do this and so-and-so doesn't generation whatever doesn't do that. All right, well, this just in, Gordon, your generation isn't perfect. This well, is just dawning on you? No, it's not dawning on me. enjoying that Social Security, are you? Uh, I'm just wondering, what, what, why, why is everyone making fun of the boomers? Why are you asking me? Because I thought you might be. Do one I of them. make fun of the boomers? I don't know. Do you? No. They're making fun of me for being like you. We make fun of them <laughs> so because what? they can't operate a logging out of a computer. <laughs> that. What just took place is what OK Boomer is about. All right. Like, don't tell me how to do something when you don't know how to live in this modern world. OK Boomer. Wait a minute. It's, you owe the boomers a lot, man. Come on now. Yeah, all the. Debt that the nation's in, and <laughs> that I'll never get to retire. And, you know, your, the, and your generations will make it better. You know, the end, we'll be here. The the end. <laughs> You're just gonna die. The endless yeah, wars on you. foreign soil. You know, you just really ticked off <laughs> all the boomers out there, Austin. Okay, what kind of what kind of response is that? You're just gonna die. <laughs> it's <laughs> called having fun. It is a little morbid. It was a little strong. But hey, enjoy your social security. The 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 show took a dark turn. Medicaid is treating you well. And here we are. Uh, Gordon, I'm going to ask you this question this way because it's you and you love the favorites so much. What underdog is most likely to pull an upset this weekend right, in the NFL? You're asking me, mm-hmm. what's my record so far in picking games? I mean, I don't know Jack Squat. So we shouldn't talk about the NFL well, no, weekend? We can talk about it, but I, I'm, I'm confused. Could the Packers... Do it. So the Packers are a seven and a half point underdog in San Francisco, and the Titans are a seven point underdog at Kansas City. I, I, I can't go to the Titans. I mean, I, I've already. I mean, I just uh, that team. I underestimated them once, and I, you know, I maybe, maybe I should pick them because it costs. Don't do me, that. You know. So I, I do think that both underdogs have a chance. See, I think you can actually make a compelling argument for both underdogs, considering that the point spreads are seven and seven and a half. That's a, that's a pretty big spread. Well, for, they are, but think um, about it. Maybe that Chiefs defense won't be able to stop Derrick Henry. See, that's I think that's the key because the Titans slow things down so much, and they play that old school possession football mm-hmm. that it really throws a wrench into these high powered offenses. I mean, just see what they did to Baltimore, obviously, and Kansas City. We've seen. I mean, they're they're quick. They're a high-powered moving offense, and that defense isn't stopping anybody. So if they can't get the Titans off the field, it's pretty hard to to score the football 
And that seemed like a, a pretty good game plan, a pretty effective game plan against an offense in Baltimore that was you awesome. Put, you put any weight? Didn't didn't uh, the Chiefs uh, take care of the Titans earlier in the year? I mean, I, I don't know whether that really matters. Well, the Niners beat the beat the Packers earlier in the yeah. year, so does that matter into you in that game? It's, it's interesting how these teams evolve, and uh, I I would I would have to favor the favorites. So, uh, but but I mean, I th- I don't think it's. Some sort of wild thing to, to, to pick either underdog. Uh, let's see, 35-32, the Kansas City Chiefs actually lost to the Titans. Oh, did they? Earlier mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so why, that, do you, why do you think they're so heavily favored then? Mahomes did not play in that game, uh, right? Right? Okay. Question mark? I'm looking that up as we speak, Austin. Why don't you say that? He did play. Oh. In fact, he threw for 446 yards and three touchdowns. And it didn't matter. And still took the L. You want to know what Derrick Henry did? And see, this is this is how the Titans beat the Chiefs. This is, this is, if it happens, this is how it happens. He had 188 yards and 23 Ooh. carries, 8.2 yards per carry they for Derrick stop. Henry and they two touchdowns. They can't stop him. Right. So, and and I, I mean, it's not like that's uh, some shameful thing. A lot of teams can't stop him. So let's see if the let's talk actually about can the Niners or the Packers stop Derrick Henry because that's what it's going to be here. Wow, <laughs> oh, you're jumping wow. ahead, are you? So I think the way the game has potential to go, if if the Titans' style of play dominates, I think they could absolutely win. And then the Packers, that the the Forty Niners. They're the best that defense is really really good, yeah. right? So the great equalizer, of course, in football is a quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers hasn't necessarily had a terrific year statistically. the 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 Packers have been much more a much more complete team than just the one man show we're used to seeing up there in Green Bay. But we may need to see the one man show for the Packers to win. Well, he's capable of doing it, right? If if need be, you know he he. What's that receivers and Adams is really really good. He's the only thing they've got though. And I thought that that would be a factor last week, and it wasn't really. I'm, I'm talking about from a receiving standpoint. Did, did you see main... that play when he caught the ball and there were two defenders in the picture, and he blew right past them? Like, they weren't even there. He's good. He's really good. So, I, I you know, I mean, a guy like Aaron Rodgers could rally. Yeah, I, I think uh, it could happen. Would I bet that way? No, but I'm not betting on anything anymore. Because I don't know, uh, you know, Green Bay's defense is good. San Francisco's offense is pretty good. Not, I mean, not the Chiefs level, not the Ravens level, but it's pretty good. Jimmy G's uh, a good quarterback, and they've got a good run game. Um, but their defense is, I think, where they hang their hat. And if Rodgers can neutralize that defense, that's going to be a big deal. Imagine if the Packers and the Chiefs both won. It was the first Super Bowl. That would be pretty cool. It was the first Super Bowl. And the Chiefs haven't been back, right? Uh, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I think they win Super Bowl four. Is that what it was? Hmm. I know it's been a minute, it, though. Right? Uh, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, I, this is exciting. A lot of people really like uh, this particular weekend coming up, the two conference championship games. They prefer that over the Super Bowl. Because the Super Bowl, if it's a if it's a if it's an exciting Super Bowl, then everybody gets fired up for it. But some some of them have been duds, and some of them have been really good. And if you believe Vegas, they're really predicting this weekend to be a dud. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. But as you always talk about, that they set those lines to even out the money. They do. It's not some sort of grand prediction. I am one hundred percent 
on Tennessee's bandwagon. That is the one thing that I hope happens the very most this weekend. And I hope, why is that? I hope the Titans keep it rolling. You don't like the Chiefs? Because I do not care for the Chiefs. Why? Because uh, of people I know that root for the Chiefs. Like who? Bowler? Oh, no, not Bowler. I love Bowler dearly. No, just other people. Just other friends. Whatever. You don't have any kind of sentimentality for Andy Reid and all the things he's accomplished as an NFL coach and never won a Super Bowl? Well, sentimentality, what does that have to do with anything? And why would I have sentimentality for Andy Reid? He's had know. plenty of bites at the apple. Because you're a BYU fan. No, not because of that. Oh. But because of, you're you know, a Utah fan. No, because oh. he, you know, he's, he's done a lot in the league and he's widely respected. And it would be, don't you think it would be kind of nice for him to, to get a... A trophy? Uh, no. Do you think his job is on the line at all? No. Really? I'll tell you what I like most about Andy Reid. How about that? I, yeah. li- I thought it was really cool that he called Lavelle every week. I thought that was really awesome. So if I have any sort of warm feeling toward Andy Reid, that's why. But other than that, I don't know. I, I, was, never, uh, I was never an Eagles fan. I was never really, I've never been a Packers fan. That's kind of where he came from. How about Mahomes? Do you, do you like him? Uh, does he? He's cool to watch. He's fun to watch. He is fun to watch. You know what I like most about him is the fact that he makes Cliff Kingsbury look so dumb. <laughs> oh, man. It's always a negative with you, isn't it? Some, most times. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Cliff Kingsbury had that. That quarterback. That guy yeah. doing that. Yeah. And I, I think at least one of the years he didn't even go to a bowl. <laughs> Imagine what some – I mean, we talked about the bonuses earlier in the show. You know, considering the amount of money on the line for college football coaches, how many how many college football coaches, active head coaches today, do you think would lop off half their toes to coach a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> probably a lot. Right? Probably a lot. Like all, of them, all on one foot or five of the ten? Five of your choosing. Okay, all right. I mean, think about the amount of money that Jordan Love made Matt Wells. Think about that for a minute. Yep. So if you've got a quarterback, you have the potential to really catapult yourself up through the world of coaching. It's true. I mean, Matt Wells should be cutting Jordan Love a check weekly. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. But, I, I mean, just think about that. Cliff King, Kingsbury, this guru, this quarterback guy, this this uh, offensive mastermind, has the best quarterback uh, you know, in the NFL, on his roster before, obviously, went to the NFL, and he couldn't do squat. <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> oh, man. He should be fired from the Cardinals just for that. I wanted to ask you what you thought of Eric Fisher's uh, celebration with the two cans of beer. I like it, you know. Actually, no, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I think celebration, I can't believe I'm saying this, and this goes right into Austin calling me a, an, an 80-year-old man. But the celebrations have, have beyond jumped the shark in the NFL. This All this group crap yeah. where they make a tackle and the whole team runs down to one side <laughs> of the field to do some silly ballet. Uh, let's, let's get back to the action. You know, dude, I, I like the old electric slide from, uh, what was that guy, Haywood Jeffries from the old, uh, the old Oilers. You know, it was flashy. It rubbed it in the opponent's face. And it was over. It was over. And it was like, great, we can move on with our lives. I'm, and I'm, now I'm, uh, we have to watch Tchaikovsky down in the end zone every time, you know, somebody doesn't miss a tackle. How about the California Quake, Billy White Shoes Johnson? I don't know what that or who that is. <laughs> don't lie, crankshaft. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he sounded I, so old. I, I wondered what that like, because I know these guys don't smell all that great to begin with. Uh, but to dump two cans of beer on your head. 
And then to go back into the huddle? I mean, he's smelling like beer. Have you ever thought about that, Jake? I've literally never given thought to you, what another grown man out there on this football field like, might smell like. Do you know that uh, that the, the guy who's handed him the beers or who he took the beers from, they uh, I think Bud Budweiser is like rewarding him with like a lifetime supply of beer or something. Hmm. I've got a I've got kind of a funny stoked in uh, soaked in beer story. Stoked, huh? Uh, and and uh, maybe in beer considering story. considering the subject matter. I I uh, I actually don't think Gordon can one up this, but no. let's find out. No, nope, I don't think I can. Uh, I bet he finds a way. <laughs> I bet he finds a way too. I, I believe in certain things. Okay, so this was this was a fraternity event. All right, and uh, there 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 was beer that was flung about the room. All right, and and lots of it. And was it inside or out? Inside, and so uh, it ended up covered in beer, head to toe. You did. I did. Uh-huh. But. I I had I had to go home for some reason and I was underage so I didn't consume any of the beer it just got poured all over me honest it's honest because I think you didn't get pulled over by a, that's exactly what I thought as I was driving home because I didn't think about it until I was actually on the road because honest to goodness didn't have a drop <laughs> so I didn't think about getting into my car like. I'm not driving home impaired, you know. Wait, this wait, is not wait, a big wait, deal. Wait, wait, but I wait, get wait, down wait, the road like a half a block, and I'm like, man, if I get pulled over, this is not going not, to be I a good I swear, luck. officer. Not, not one drop. Honestly, did not consume a drop. I swear to you. Uh, uh, he put my... duct tape over his mouth the whole party, <laughs> just in case. It wasn't a party. It was in the middle of the afternoon, and it. I had. I knew I had to try. I had to go home. And seriously, I was underage. I didn't have. One drop. Aren't you not allowed to even be in the presence of alcohol? Ah, yeah, mm-hmm. well, probably. Shame Jake. on shame on me. But I honestly did arrest I, this man. I got two blocks down the road, and I thought, God, if I get pulled over, I'm toast. Like they're not going to be. They're not going to believe toasted. me for a second. Oh no! Would you? If you were a cop and, and you pulled over an underage kid, he's like, No, I promise. I just showered in the beer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you would. Son, I, I couldn't help but notice the 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 scent of alcohol. Well, well, let me explain. Yeah. It's a tell as old as time, the officer. The thing about I, that is... But, but, but you'd be able to, you know, uh, go through all the motions that he would ask you to they, do. They'd figure it out of it. I mean, all he had to do was breathalyze me and I would have. it would have been fine. But, I mean, it. he wouldn't have believed me at first if that were to have happened. I'll tell you someone who can top your story. I can't, but I can tell you someone who can. Max Hall's family. Nice. So you, you top my story with a joke. I knew he'd do it, man. He found he, a way. There are things that you just count on. He found a way. It's all right. It That's funny. a good story. I don't think I can top that. It was funny. It was funny. I did have to, uh, I was living at home at, time, at the time, I did have to explain to my mother why I smelled like beer. Did she and believe how'd that? how'd that go? She goes, I know I, your mom. She's nobody's friend. No, she goes, yeah, they'll do that. Because I was like, they just showered us in beer. And she's like, oh, yeah, they'll do that. Wow. <laughs> You have one of the best moms on the planet. <laughs> She's amazing. Uh, but, yeah, I, I didn't think about the fact that I smelled a lot like beer until I was underway. <laughs> this is not going to be good. Did it get all over your car? Uh, I actually put a, a towel down on the old oh, seat or whatever. Okay. You see, again, you would have think you would think I would have thought, like, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'd have. Why did they shower you in beer? I don't know. It was just some celebration thing. Oh, all right. I mean, I mean that's why really waste what it was. a good beer by showering you with it? I don't know, because it's fun. How do you know beer's good? I don't like beer. I tasted oh. it once and hated it. Have oh. you ever? Have you ever? It's acquired taste, isn't it? 
If you don't like it, acquire some taste. Have you ever no? got a running start and slid on your belly across the floor covered in beer? It's more fun than you'd think. Jake calls that family <laughs> night. <laughs> Still, every week. I think, you know what, uh, my goal is that every day I'm going to tell you a story about my past and hopefully you just lose a little respect for me. Well, it's going to be hard to top the one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you started with a doozy a couple weeks ago. All right, we're going to talk about Can what... We share that? No, we can't I'm talk about that one on the air. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about what's going on with Major League Baseball. This cheating scandal continues to spread. We will uh, inform you of the latest. Oh, oh, you know what? We we rescheduled Ty Schalter. I apologize. Ty's uh, had, a, had a conflict. He's going to join us coming up next. So we'll continue the NFL conversation. We'll get to Major League Baseball in the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. But joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our good friend, Andrew Reinhardt. And, Andrew, the thing that I like most about uh, the treatments that you guys do down there at Wasatch Medical Clinic is it's um, – it's not it's not treating the symptoms, yeah. it's treating the problem, and that just makes so much sense to me. Yeah, I agree. If you go to your doctor, I'm not knocking doctors, we work with a lot of them, but generally speaking, they're going to give you a prescription for the pill. Uh, it might work, it might not, it almost for sure will cause side effects, and you're exactly right, it's a Band-Aid, um, it's a symptom reliever. We are addressing the root cause problem of erectile dysfunction, that is blood flow, the acoustic wave. Um, uses a process called neovascularization. That is kind of like breaking down a muscle in the gym and building it up stronger. That's a good way to think about it. Uh, that's what we're doing to the blood vessels in this part of the body. Um, and you'll be surprised. The The function in the bedroom comes back. Uh, you don't need the pill anymore. And you prevent the problem from getting worse. And it, it really, the, you talk about the side effects with the, with the medication. You've seen some people have some really down experiences. That's why yeah. I think there's so much enthusiasm for this treatment. Yeah. Because the, other, the rest of it is just, it's, it's not good. Generally speaking, um, guys get sick of the injections or, or the medication or the potential of surgery. They're looking for something natural. Uh, and and I, as far as I know, this is it. This is the only thing that does it. It's been a lifesaver. We had a guy that was 76 in our clinic a couple years uh, weeks ago. Um, seeing results just one week into his treatments. So this happens every day. Even if you have severe ED or a a bad health history, there's a good chance we can help you. And uh, right now you're taking the risk out of it for our listeners. who, If you're on the fence, now's the time. Yep, now's the time. Um, We know there are so many guys suffering with this frustrated. Your spouse is frustrated, but you don't get it taken care of. Um, Call us now. We'll do the initial assessment exam. It's an analysis of you with a medical doctor, a blood flow ultrasound to test blood flow. Uh, Normally we charge, but call us now. It's free. And you're not walking into a, a, a sales trap or an obligation. We have thousands of guys that come in and say, all right, I'll, I'll think about this. I'll call you in a year. It's no problem. Call us now. Totally free. And why not find out? Why not find yeah, out? Get you, the could information. Be, you could be happier in the very near future. 801-901-8000. Call and find out what they can do for you. 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right, more next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Slow mojo. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. For years, Joe was the math teacher. That's what people would go as the default thing to try to make fun of you as far as your production and the way you look. And then Dwayne Casey came out and said, oh, yeah, people say he's a bartender, but no, he's playing like an all-star. What's your favorite other occupation that you've been compared to? I don't mind the bartender, actually, because I think I'd actually be a really good bartender. My customers would enjoy I definitely wouldn't pour the right amount. I'd just freestyle and pour whatever they wanted. So I'd <laughs> probably get in trouble. I used to think, like, delivery driver thing was 
funny because I could actually picture myself driving like you got the door open and you just throw some boxes at people's front <laughs> doors. Like, that'd be kind of fun. But I'm never going to do any of them. So bad luck to everyone. Oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. Let's uh, talk a little NFL football. Let's get out to the Sprint Special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. It makes the magic happen for 538.com. He's our good friend Ty Shelter. Hi, Ty. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you guys? Hey, we are great. Uh, let me let me ask you the same question I asked Gordon in the last segment. Out of the two underdogs this weekend, who is most likely to pull the upset? Ooh, uh, great question. You know, looking at my my power rankings, you know, the, the, my numbers here, both of these teams are pretty unlikely to pull the upset. But um, the Titans have this kind of factor. Um, they match up very well against the Chiefs. This whole thing kind of reminds me of a little bit of the, the late Mike Martz Rams, you know, where you have this Chiefs team that can score at will. Um, you know, they're, they're so fast. The offense moves fast. They get in a lot of reps. They get in a lot of plays. They pick up yards in chunks. They score points in chunks. And, you know, they have a defense that can get turnovers, can flip the field. But this, if this Titans offense runs over them, the way they've been running over everybody else, I can slow down the number of possessions, slow down the clock a little bit. Um, you know, if, it, if it's a slow touchdown, fast touchdown, slow touchdown, fast touchdown, you know, you get into the second half and all of a sudden that means the Chiefs have been out there 60, 70, 80, 90 snaps, and the Titans defenders have only been out there 30, 40, 50, right? So um, that's how a, a fast-scoring team can end up falling behind and, and losing what's effectively a shootout. Um, so there's there's a path there for Tennessee if they can control the ball. Um, but even so, again, you look at what what uh, Kansas City can do. You know, is, is, if they can score forty or fifty points, can Ryan Tannehill score forty or fifty points? I don't think so. I thought this was supposed to be a passing league. I, I, I thought the running backs were just a dime a dozen these days. How come no one can stop Derrick Henry? Well, you know, it starts up front, of course. This is a Titans team that, through a couple of different head coaches, but but overall they've managed to do it. They have been building um, an offensive line that can dominate at the point of attack, that can get on the front foot and then open up holes. And you have a a scheme that's designed to get the ball to Derrick Henry and get him running downhill. You know, obviously Derrick Henry, this isn't his first year in the league. This is the first time he's... uh, carried the ball but when you can get him two three four five steps untouched 
before he gets to the defender, he becomes almost impossible to bring down one-on-one. So if you aren't able to penetrate up front and stop him before he gets going, if you can't get two or three defenders to the ball or to the point of attack to slow him before it gets to the second level, um, you're going to have a world of trouble bringing down Derrick Henry. And, you know, it is a passing league. It is a points league. Passing well is better than running well in terms of efficiency and yards per play. Um, but when you've got a, a running game overall, you've got the scheme to do it, you've got the commitment to do it, you've got the players to pull it off, it's very, very hard to defend, and it's, it's very demoralizing to go out there and get you know your hat handed to you down after down after down. Why, um, why do you think there's so much doubt surrounding the Packers? I, um, I get it that they had uh, you know some clunky wins. They had some bad losses this year, but this team that's won 13 games and still has Aaron Rodgers, and they're a seven and a half point dog. Is it? Is they don't have. I, I mean, I guess what don't people like about the Packers? Yeah, you know, I wrote about this a little bit for 538 earlier in the year. Um, they're, they're very, very streaky offensively. And we saw that again last week. You know, they can go out and, and put up a 21-point first quarter and then disappear until the fourth. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, is great in fits and starts when he's confident in his receivers, which is practically never. Um, Aaron Jones has been a, a great two-way threat for them out of the backfield, inside the tackles, outside the tackles, in the passing game. Um, but it doesn't seem still like they're really building the game plan around him, even though he is kind of in the straw that stirs the drink for them. And defensively, you know, they started off so hot that first month. Their numbers were right up there with the best units in the league. We were thinking, oh boy, you know, if this, this Green Bay Packers team has a top five defense, look out. And then they really struggled to maintain that pace. Um, you know, they've, they've struggled in the backfield uh, defensively. Um, you can pick them apart a little bit. The pass rush has been great. Um, you know, Zadarius Smith has been an excellent Preston Smith. They've been awesome at getting pressure on the quarterback, which is something the Packers haven't been able to do. But the coverage hasn't been consistent. The run stopping hasn't been consistent. And overall, as a unit, they've been hot and cold a little bit. So, you know, if you can expose them, you can pick them uh, apart in the back end. Uh, you know, you can keep games close or, or even get behind and force Aaron Rodgers to make a comeback and, and force him to make throws he doesn't want to make, force him to stand in the pocket and take some hits he doesn't want to hit. Uh, now, I was one of many who thought the Seahawks oh, they were so hot on the road. The way they were playing was a tough matchup. I really thought the Packers were going to get upset last week. And all credit to Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and that whole offense uh, for, for doing what they needed to do to get that win. Uh, but you're talking about going into Santa Clara against a very physical, very balanced, very consistent team. And you have a rookie head coach going up against Kyle Shanahan, who's made every opposing coach look stupid all year long. I I really like San Francisco in this one. uh, Who do you think is the best team left? Uh, Where do you have the Niners in your power rankings? (sighs) Yeah, it's tough. They've played so many close games. You know, they're not... They're not a blowout factory. This isn't, you know, the Ravens or Chiefs where they're going out and, and hanging pinball scores on people and you think, you know, they can't be stopped. But they keep putting themselves in winning situations and they keep closing it out. Uh, they've been so creative and so well-balanced. Um, you know, I think they're, they're very, very strong. Had the Ravens survived the Titans, I would have told you the Ravens are the strongest team left. Um, and I, I love Andy Reid, and I want so badly for him to cash in with this team. He deserves it. The, the team's been so good for so long. Um, they've fallen short in the playoffs so many times. Uh, but then that also turns around and gives me pause. Like, can I really say 
that the Chiefs are the favorite to win it all, and Andy Reid's never done that. Um, so I think really San Francisco has to be the favorite overall until proven otherwise. Ty, you mentioned uh, the Ravens. Uh, that brought back uh, a sorry memory for me because Austin and I had a bet on that game, and uh, I picked the Ravens, and I lost. And it cost me dearly, I want you to know. This is just show, it shows you, though, in, in, in the playoffs, man, I'm telling you, anything can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, obviously there were a bunch of bad breaks at the beginning, and they were still there at the end. As, as I was tweeting, it looked like the Titans kind of, you know, hey, we don't really need to go all out. We're, we're you know, up by like 13. We, you know, he can, we can let him run through us. And they, he ran it down to, you know, within in the red zone with, uh, you know, almost five minutes left. And they weren't trying to tackle him. I'm like, you guys know if you let him score here and they get the two-point conversion, suddenly it's a one-possession game with over four minutes left. Um, but they, they did close out. Obviously, the Titans did. And, um, you know, all credit to them for that. Six seed getting this far, it's, it's impressive. Um, but then, of course, you've got uh, the two seed, and then the one seed and the two seed in the other side of the bracket. And really, overall, the NFL has been really, really effective at putting those top two seeds in the conference finals. I've got a piece on that going up tomorrow at 538. Um, as, as cool as this Titans run has been, and as many as great wild card games you can remember, um, wild card runs, you know, the Giants a couple of times, Steelers in 2005, those type of runs, we end up with the winningest teams at the end. And I think that's what we really want to see. Ty Schalter from 538 with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Who's won the coaching carousel in the NFL this year? Oh, man. Well, you know, in a way, I think it's kind of Carolina because they identified a guy they wanted to build their team around. Uh, They want to switch directions on offense. Um, But David Tepper, as an owner, this is is his shot across the bow. You know, they they wanted him to come in and bid for an NFL team because they wanted to add a guy who had – billions, multiple billions in the bank. It's not, you know, grandson of somebody who bought an NFL franchise for 500 bucks 80 years ago. They wanted somebody with big money, big checks, who could cut checks for stadium improvements, who could cut checks for free agents, who could partner with the NFL and make them stronger and kind of lead them, be the new Jerry Jones type of guy. Uh, well, guess what? Wanted the interview at <laughs> rule, you're not going to get him because – Tepper's going to roll in there and cut a bigger check than anybody else is prepared to cut. Um, and, and, you know, whether that ends up being the right or the wrong decision, they're the most decisive. They went and got their guy um, who is, uh, you know, is going to bring in innovation. He's not a retread. He's not a son. He's not a father. He's not somebody that uh, worked with somebody. He's somebody who's going to come in and, and give the Carolina Panthers a new identity and a new direction. And I think that's something you are not seeing enough of in the NFL right now. Ty, who's the best player in uh, in all of football? Is it Lamar Jackson? I mean, yes, right now. If, if you give me right now in this moment, who's the guy that I'm scaredest as a coordinator to have to go up against? It's Lamar Jackson. Obviously, um, it, it's it's weird to say that right now on the heels of the Titans' loss. And any any player, you know, we saw it with RG three too, right? You know, tore up the league for a year. Can he do it a second year? Can he do it a third year? Those are those are open questions. But his combination of, of talent and skill, the way that he has uh, improved his own game, you know, the mental game is there, the commitment to the game is there, and and the coaching has been there to put him in position to win. So as long as all of those things are still there, uh, Lamar Jackson is is 
absolutely the most fearsome player to try and stop in the NFL, and I think he's going to continue to improve. Ty, thank you as always. Enjoy the football this weekend. My pleasure. Anytime, guys. Thanks, Ty. Ty Shelter of 538.com. He is a man who gets really excited about NFL football. You can tell he loves what he covers. Yeah, I was going to say, well, that's you know his job to get well, excited yeah, I know, about. Some it. people don't. I get you. You're still picking the favorites. Uh, Ty did. I'm asking you. There's going to be an upset. You think? Yep. I hope so. If there's a, if there's an upset, then it's going to be the Titans. Don't you think? I don't know. But Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I could see the Packers doing it. I I honestly could see either team doing it. I think the NFL is cheering against the Titans. Because they think that is a sort of a nondescript team that nobody really wants to root for, except for Austin. It's just it's not as much star power, maybe. I yeah. mean, Ryan, Derrick Henry is a star, don't get me wrong, but he's not, you know, these star quarterbacks. And Ryan Tannehill just doesn't move the meter. It's kind of another one of those Kerry Collins situations. Austin, will you explain to our listeners one more time how you became a Titans fan? Uh, it's real simple. Uh, I was a diehard, like more so, loved the 49ers more than any person in my life. Uh-huh. It was unhealthy. And then uh, their, their run kind of came to an end, and I moved into being more of a baseball fanatic and an NBA fanatic, and I felt like I still needed an NFL team, and I really, really liked Steve McNair and Eddie George and w- liked watching them play, and I thought, I like their uniforms too, so I'll just I'll swing over to the Titans here, and boom, right. Super Bowl appearance, and... Then more that, that, sense. That was it. They're probably the least of the marquee teams left uh, in the playoffs. Right. You say? Is that, I'd is love that? to see them there, though. I would. Do they remind you of the Trent Dilfer Super Bowl champions? <laughs> a, a little bit. Hey, Super Bowl champions. That's a key word in that sentence. <laughs> who cares who your quarterback is? So who do you think the NFL wants? Would they want the Niners? Probably the, oh, I don't know, the uh, Packers chefs maybe. I mean, there's a lot of Packer interest across the country. Yeah, it's not a huge true. market, but there are a yeah. lot of Packer fans. Uh, I think they'd want the chefs just because they'd want Mahomes on that stage. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they'd mind either the Packers or the Niners. Yeah, those are glory franchises for sure. There's lots of good storylines there, too. Kyle Shanahan back in the Super Bowl after absolutely blowing it for the Falcons. <laughs> yeah. I had, man, I'm just sitting here trying to think. Who, who, is the more, who is the greater of the glamour franchises, the Packers or the Niners? Ah, i got to go with the Packers there, right? Probably. That, that should be encouraging the Jazz fans because uh, Green Bay, obviously, a small market. Yeah, but they were one of the originals. The Jazz weren't, unfortunately. When you're one of the originals, I think that carries a lot of weight because you've got time to build up that fan base. Going back to, like, 1919. Want to remind you, join the big show from 3 to 6 on Friday at the Warehouse, 85 East University Parkway in Orem. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. Gordon will be down there with David James, so go check those guys out on Friday. Not Sports Report coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. The conversation will happen is, oh my gosh, what's going to happen when Mike Conley comes back? Mm -hmm. And I think that's nothing but a positive thing. The big picture. Maybe for a couple of games there's going to be some acclimation. But in terms of the quality of play, I don't see why Mike Conley couldn't fit into that. In my opinion, they are not the best version of the Utah Jazz until Mike Conley gets in, gets fully acclimated, and then the Jazz can be what they envisioned before the season started. Right, if we're talking championship, if we're talking to be a threat for a championship, if we're talking my goal for the Jazz, 
which was Western Conference Finals or bust, yeah, Mike Conley's got to play and he's got to play well. If we're talking right now, they can continue what they're doing and still get Mike Conley acclimated and up to speed while still winning these games. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 975-1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You all right over there? No, I'm not. It's time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Technology putting a beating on you? Where are we going today, Gordon? I got three different things here I want to get to. The first one is, are you a Baby Yoda fan? Uh, I haven't watched the show yet, no. Austin, you? Do you uh, are you into Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda is adorable. Well, I got good news for you. Yeah. Because now you can go to Build a Bear and build a Baby Yoda. That sounds expensive. Uh, I don't think it's available quite yet, but uh, sometime soon. That's interesting because Disney like sent people around. They saw people that started making Baby Yodas with like crochet, uh-huh. and they sent minions out into the fabric stores and collected all those uh, materials. So that people could not do it because they were not making any money on it. Well, they, they must have uh, paid them off, don't you think? Well, they're going to have to license it yeah. through Disney. Yeah. yeah. So, Baby Yoda, you can have one. You can carry <laughs> one around with you coming up when you build it. The kids might really get into that, I imagine. Uh, the second thing is the Jeopardy champion of all time is Ken Jennings. How about that? He had some fairly aggressive trash talk, too, which was kind of entertaining. But, yeah, that's cool. So he's formerly of Utah. Now he lives in Seattle. I think Somebody so, according us. to his Twitter account, yeah. And then lastly, Jake, I want. do you have anything to drink over there? I have some water. Okay, pick up your water bottle. I've got a Diet Coke here. Okay. So let's, uh, ho- let's uh, hoist a toast to Barry Greaves. You know what Barry Greaves did? No, uh, why are we toasting him? Did he well, get married? He died. But in his will, he left $135, I believe it was, and some change, to the team that he was a fan of for his entire life, a soccer club over in England called Norwich. Okay. Norwich City. He left in his will... $135 so the team could go out and have a drink. 
and toast him. Wow. Now, did they do it or did they just yeah, pocket, they did it. They pocket a, the cash? Yeah, there's a picture here of the entire team hoisting up a glass in honor of Barry Greaves. How did he get to that specific amount? I, I don't know. I mean, because that seems really, I mean, really he left, specific, he left, right? He left 100 pounds because okay. he figured that, that would cover it. I see. And he just died recently, so he must know what the drinks cost. I see. But I've heard of various creative things in wills and whatnot, but that's pretty cool. you got to admit. And the fact that the team followed through with it, I have to, well, raise my glass. To All right. It. What Cheers. are you going to leave the big show, Gordo? Yeah. Not that you're. this is imminent. Jeez, Austin. <laughs> you got to plan for these things. Good First heavens. you did the Medicare, Medicaid joke <laughs> earlier. Now you're hitting me with this. I'm just curious. That's aggressive. It, the, I have a will. And I'm not anywhere near that age. Do you have anything like this in there? Maybe you should uh, no, it leave says, a little something for the angels or the titans or something. <laughs> they can get there if they want any of my junk. <laughs> my will essentially says, someone take care of my child. That's all. And you have a will that says that? Yeah, direct order. Whatever. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. It denotes who we would prefer to. Yeah, anyway. Can you, like, defer debts in a will will like if you owe money like does it, it you can say who i want my debt to go to could you do that to gordon you could try i don't think you could do could that. you write that into your will that all your debts if you happen to pass go to gordon what yeah well that's a great question if i leave my entire estate all of it everything that is to my name to gordon a monson you're of salt lake city and, the negative? and my and what is to my name is a million dollars in the hole right <laughs> Is does that, that go now to his? his? No. Yeah, does that go you to You inherit the debt? No, you can't do that. I'm going to try it. <laughs> what do I got to lose? I'm kind of thinking of trying it myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't do that. I don't think so. Gordon, you'll miss me, but congratulations. You just got a million dollars in debt. Actually, a million dollars in debt. I hope I'm not that in debt. Could you leave someone like uh, a treatment for ED? Joining us now in studio, he's our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Uh, and actually, we're, we're talking about aging here, Andrew, and, yeah. you know, sometimes things happen when you age. And, you know, you guys there at the Wasatch Medical Clinic, you've seen all ages. We've seen all ages. I, I think a day probably does not go by that I don't see somebody in his 20s and 30s. And probably in his 80s. Right. So it's all over the board. Um, it can happen to anybody. We have healthy guys that come in that have ED. We have guys that, you know, have had major health issues. This treatment is so cool because we're not messing around with medications. It's acoustic wave therapy. It opens up the blood vessels in this part of the body. Um, despite age, despite health history, it can work for everybody. Um, and it's been fantastic in restoring the spontaneity. That is such a, a good word. Spontaneity back in your life where you don't have to pre-plan. You don't have to fast and take the pill so it works better. Um, you don't have to deal with any of the side effects. This is a breath of fresh air for so many guys struggling with erectile dysfunction. So you're encouraging, Andrew, people of all different uh, levels yeah. uh, to uh, to get it taken care of, even if it's not like an ultimate problem. Yeah. The, in fact, the easiest person is the, someone that has partial function left, that maybe things are headed in the wrong direction. If you're listening and you are in that category... First, the problem will get worse, but second, it's so easy to fix right now. It's so easy to fix. Um, if you've had major health issues and you think there's no hope, we've seen results with that as well. 
And, uh, you know, honestly, if somebody out there is saying, oh, maybe this would work for me, maybe it wouldn't, well, there's a great opportunity because you guys will, will do an examination for free. We will. It's uh, This is a $300 value. So, guys, if you're on the fence, if you're suffering in silence, if you're frustrated, uh, I can promise you that this assessment, you'll come away with really good information that you didn't know. Well, that's the worst case scenario. Best case the treatments will be a good fit for you, and, and it'll be a life-changing thing. But we'll do the assessment, the exam, blood flow ultrasound, and analysis of you with our doctor. If you call us right now, we do it free. No obligation. I promise you that. Um, come in, see where you're at, and then you drive the ship from there. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll have more for you. David Locke coming straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.